Welcome to Fountain of Life Worship Center's podcast. We're glad you're here with us today. Today you will hear a message previously recorded from our pastor, youth pastor, or a guest speaker. Join us as we know God, grow in God, and go with God today. Let's jump into the message. To still, though it may not be the traditional moment, but still we have the opportunity to assemble together by Facebook and and hear your word. Again, I'm thankful for this praise team. I'm thankful for the people of this church that have come together in this time of crisis and chaos. But God, no matter what, you're still our refuge. You're always our help. And we just thank you this morning and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. As you're sitting at home this morning, I'm thankful that you have your pajamas on, and I'm thankful that you get to have church with your pets. So, so today is Bring Your Pet to Church Day. But there is so many struggles going on in our world today, and no one, no one here on Facebook this morning, no one here in the sanctuary at this moment has it all together, and because of that, that's why we need one another, and We're all just doing the best we can in this fallen and flawed world, and we do all we can to help one another, but sometimes we just get to the place where we have to understand that our best efforts just aren't good enough, and we try to intervene when friends and family are in need, but there's only so much that we as individuals can do, but we try as we might, and we eventually come to the reality that the real issues in this life can't be solved down on this level. And I'm thankful that this morning we have help. Thank God there is a source, there is a power greater than ours, sent from heaven. God's holy son is our divine help, and his name is Jesus. And in a couple weeks, we are going to celebrate the greatest intervention in human history. We are going to be celebrating the resurrection of the son of God. Yes, he really came to earth. Yes, he really came to earth and lived a perfect life. Yes, he was crucified, but we've got something to celebrate because in all reality on the third day, he rose from the grave. No one could ever write such a beautiful love story to think the fact that God sent his only begotten son to die for us to come and be our help. And the one thing that makes this story even more amazing is the fact 
that he did it for you. If it was only you, he would have done it. When Jesus was asked why he cared so much for those in need, here's what Jesus said. He said in Luke chapter 5, verse 31, Jesus answered and said to them, It is not those who are well who need a physician, but those who are sick. When it comes to a man's sin problem, we simply cannot help ourselves and we cannot help them. That is why God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be our help. Even when we can't see help. Do you remember a story back in, in, in the Old Testament of three Hebrew boys Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they were put into a fiery furnace. You remember that story? The enemy saw a fourth man in the fiery furnace. The three boys never saw the fourth man, but the, the, the King Nebuchadnezzar, he made the question, he asked, he said, did we not put three in the furnace? And they responded and said, yes. And he said, well, then why are there four men loosed and dancing and shouting in that room? Amen. So think about that. Even when we don't see it, the enemy knows that we have a big brother who helps. Have you ever had anything in this world let you down when you needed it the most? Amen. Yeah. Some of you probably feel that way right now with this coronavirus going around. But have you ever had something that you needed at that moment, and it's let you down. Never fails when you're in a hurry and you got to print something. The copier or the printer is either out of ink, out of paper, or out of network, or whatever, and it just will not print. How many knows when you're in a hurry to get somewhere, somewhere and you need to be there fast, you get a flat in the rain? Traffic when you need to get there. Computer locks up right when you need it the most. When you, when, when I can remember several years ago when we first moved to New Martinsville to pastor there, uh, we invited Talena's family and my family up for a weekend, and I think it was Riley's birthday, and, and we invited them all up, and we were excited that they were coming. We were getting everything in order, and guess what? The septic system began to back up. The day they were coming... The showers, the toilets started backing up, started backing up into the floor of the basement. It was Friday. So I couldn't get a plumber to come out, so I begged and I called, and finally he came out late Saturday evening and done what he needed to do. But my point is, there is nothing as disappointing as having something you are depending on fail you at a critical moment. Nothing. And many times... It's not just things that fail us, but it's people. Someone you were really counting on or leaning on to come through for you, and they let you down. Get this this morning. Church, get this. It's important. We have to understand that God is eternal, and he has been trusted throughout generations of generations of people throughout eternity. And I want you to know this morning, God has never failed once. He has an absolute perfect record. Undefeated, untied, untarnished, unblemished. God simply cannot fail us. 
He is not going to help us or, or fail us. He is going to help us. And a matter of fact, he's going to help us so much that when we come through the other side, we are going to be more than conquerors through him. Why is that so important? Because people will fail you. Things will fail you. People will say one thing and they will do another. They will let you down. Even your own efforts will fail you. Is my retirement enough? Can I hold this job? Can I make it in college? Is our marriage strong enough to endure this? Am I a good enough parent? Am I a good enough spouse? God knows all this, so he sent his son to help. And here's the thing. God sets his own agenda, not man. You all know that I'm a baseball fan, and I would have loved, loved, loved to have watched Babe Ruth play baseball. Babe Ruth was the man. There's never been a player so much like Babe Ruth. He actually called his own shot one time. He looked at the pitcher. He looked at everybody in the stadium, pointed his bat to where he was going to hit the ball, and what's amazing is he did it. He called his own shot. That is amazing. The man set the agenda and did it. We're celebrating again in a couple weeks the resurrection because Jesus set the agenda. Some think that Jesus was a victim of circumstances that day. I come to tell you a different story. He set the agenda. His words let us know that the events on that day of his crucifixion, he set the agenda. The current events that we are going through did not take Jesus, has not taken Jesus by surprise. He's not surprised with what's going on in our world. And the, the, the events of his day and the events of today do not take him by surprise. We need to understand that God does not have a plan B. God has a plan. Amen. Matthew chapter 20, verse 17 through 19. As Jesus was about to go up to Jerusalem, he took the 12 disciples aside by themselves. And on the way, he said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death. And he will hand over to the Gentiles to mock and scourge and crucify him. And on the third day he will be raised up. Now whose agenda was the world on that day? This was actually the third time that Jesus has predicted his death. And sometimes it looks like that heaven has lost all control, but we have to understand in the chaotic world that we are in right now, this moment, God always sets the agenda. Always. Philippians 2, verse 9 through 11. For this reason also, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, and those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Did you get that? I said his name is above every name. Coronavirus is a name. But there is a name above every name. That means the thing that you're struggling with this morning falls under the authority of the name of Jesus. 
I don't care what the problem's name is. It may be divorce. It may be disease. It may be drug addiction. It may be abuse. It may be abandonment. It may be rebellion. It may be depression. It may be family dysfunction. It could be unforgiveness. But I said that his name is above every name. Maybe you've let your problem set the agenda for your life. I want you to know that Jesus has a different agenda because Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, Jeremiah, the Lord spoke and said, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Did you notice that his plan, it's all about hope and it's all about future. We're worried about today, but he says, I'm giving you a hope and a future. The agenda you've been living on is about your past. And I tell you, if you live on your past, it's hopelessness. You need to recognize that God sets the agenda for your life. God never panics. Amen. We need to hear that this morning. God never panics. Big difference in us and God. When the world starts to cave in around us, we panic and get frantic and go nuts over toilet paper. I, I still can't get my hand, I can't grasp toilet paper. I mean, I think bread and cheese is more important than toilet paper. The coronavirus did not catch our God off guard. He's not in panic mode this morning. God does not panic. He always has a plan. Now, sometimes his plan may scare us. When Moses was cornered at the Red Sea and he wanted to run, what was God's plan? Stand still. When Peter wanted to stand on the bow of the ship in a storm, what was God's plan? Step out. He may ask you to do some pretty unusual things sometimes. But when you're obedient to him, he never leaves you alone. In fact, Isaiah said he will come like a whirlwind. Paul said he will come in a flaming fire. Jeremiah said the Lord shall roar from on high. David said a fire goes before him and burns up his enemies. We need to hear that this morning. Maybe you and everyone around you is in panic mode this morning, but God is not in panic mode. God is not fearful this morning. God's not wringing his hands in fear. God is still in control, and he's our help. Jesus is the resurrection. Has anybody been watching political races lately? Politicians are skilled individuals. Who else can field all these questions after hours after hours and literally question after question and say so much stuff but yet say not one single thing? They can come down on either side of every issue. Let me tell you, God's not like that. When he speaks, hang on. He's got something to say. One person to experience this reality was a woman named Martha. Her brother had died and four days earlier, and she's grieving over him. And Jesus made one of the most profound, boldest promises that was ever made. In John chapter 11, verse 25, he said to her, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he 
dies. Now, before anybody had time to argue with Jesus, he makes good on his promise. While Martha is still frantically crying and Mary's mad, his disciples are still spouting out the mouth negativity. And Jesus just calmly walks up to the, the tomb and he says, Lazarus, come forth. <laughs> and here he comes. Here he comes. Martha just wanted to talk about the resurrection like it was some theological idea. Jesus said, you're talking to the resurrection. You're talking. To resurrect means to raise from the dead. Some of you need to stop speaking about resurrection and start speaking resurrection on your marriage, on your finances, on your kids, on your brother, on your sister, on your jobs, on your relationships. Jesus was the resurrection even before he died. The lamb slain from the foundations of the earth. This was God's plan from the beginning of time. And because of this, he has the authority to resurrect everything dead and dying around us. Just about every time I step into the pulpit, somebody is in the midst of a storm. We're living in difficult times and nobody is exempt but I want you to know it's a storm this coronavirus is just a storm don't fear it's a storm and if you knew Jesus Christ you'd know that you never face a storm alone Mark chapter 4 Verse 35 through 41. On that day when evening came, he said to them, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And there arose a fierce gall of wind, and the waves were breaking over the boat, so much that the boat was already filling up. Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he got up and rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, Hush, be still. And the wind died down, and it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? They became very much afraid and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and sea obey him? Now, the disciples had made a few mistakes. They lacked faith. And in verse 40, he said to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Don't be intimidated by this struggle. Your God is bigger than this. Believe. The Bible says that we give the enemy way too much credit, but the Bible says that our enemy, Satan, prowls around like a lion but he's not one but there is a true lion mentioned in scripture and his name is Jesus the disciples are focusing on the negative and when that's all you see that's easy to do but look what Isaiah 26:3 says the steadfast of mind you will keep in perfect peace because he trusts in you the disciples could not do this because they didn't even know who he was. 
Well, pastor, they've been walking around with him. How did they not know who he was? Verse 41, they became very much afraid and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? And notice the word that came out of Jesus' mouth. He said, hush. The King James Version says, peace. You can't even have peace until you put your thoughts on him instead of your circumstances. Focus on the positive. Selena, if you'll come back to the piano. With all of your problems this week, it's still easier than living in, third, some, in some third world country today. The disciples thought that Jesus didn't care. And they said that, he said, you're in the stern asleep on this cushion. And they wake him up and said, teacher, do you not even care that we are perishing? Do you not care? See, this is the most, the most shocking mistake of all from the disciples. Because nobody in this world cares for you more than Jesus. You're the apple of his eye this morning. You are the reason this morning that he went to Calvary. Jesus is the author of the word compassion. Don't ever believe the lie of Satan that Jesus does not care. Because some of you have today. And I want you to know he's our help. He has made a promise to you that no one else in this world can fulfill. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6. Make sure that your character is free from the love of money. Being content with what you have. For he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. So that we confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? The psalmist said in Psalm 23, verse 4, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. <laughs> that is God's promise to you. He's always there. He is always our help. It's the very nature of who he is. It ain't over till it's over, church. He hasn't given up on you. <coughs> Don't give up on yourself. There's an old song that we used to sing, Great is thy faithfulness. God's faithful. Sometimes when it looks like you're losing it all, God's in the background setting you up for restoration. Some, this may seem too good to be true. Pastor, you're just preaching a fairy tale. This is some religious hype. How could Jesus do all that for me? The answer is there's something powerful about his love. It never fails. You may feel like this can't apply to your life. You may say this morning, Pastor, I'm not good enough. Pastor, I'm not valuable enough. I read this week. <coughs> I read this week said the value of a thing is not based on what it feels about itself. It's based on what someone is willing to pay for it. You don't set the value on your life because you didn't pay for it. 
God sets the value on our life. He thought you were so valuable that he sent his only son to die for you. That's how valuable you are to him today. I'm going to ask the praise team to come back up. <coughs> I know again this is different this week and I hope you enjoyed what we've tried to do and, and I want to thank all these that have come out that have given up their time to, to still be able to live stream a service for you. Again, I'm thankful that God's given us technology to be able to do these things, but before they come back to sing, I just want to kind of give a little detail of where we are and what's going on. I know that here, um, every day things are changing differently to, to what we can and cannot do, but I know we can pray. So this week, starting tomorrow morning, Monday morning, from 10 to noon, every day, Monday through Friday, the church is going to be open and unlocked for you to come and spend some time in the altar and pray, and pray because that's what's going to, to help the most is prayer. Also, we, uh, so it's subject to change, everything that we say, but I know uh, Easter is just around the corner and we're still going to choose hope this year. We're still choosing hope, and we're hoping to, to be able to, to be here in service. We'll be here somehow, some way, if we got to put people out in the bottom 15 feet apart. But we're going to have Easter service, and we're going to choose hope this year. That schedule may change a little bit. From uh, We may go from the 5th, the 12th, and the 19th. We may preach. I'm still going to preach that series. So that's going to happen. Also, don't forget uh, the end of April's Pastor Appreciation. Uh, we're going to continue on with that. We got Pastor Stacy Dingus. Uh, most of you know him. He was here years ago, and then he's pastoring New Beginnings in Summersville. He'll be here. And then also, don't forget, I'm going to do our offering prayer right now. We're treating today just like any other Sunday, and we're going to pray for your finances. And we want you to know that you can still give. Uh, you can go to www.folwc.com and click on the give link. Also, some of you are going to be receiving letters this week. They're, they're mailed out. Uh, it's got some envelopes in there if you want to uh, give that way. Also, if you want to stop by the church, some people's already done that. You can stop by and give. Or, uh, again, uh, you can just uh, mail your tithe and offering to 301 Daniel Boone Parkway, Foster, West Virginia, 25081. Again, we're so thankful that you've joined us this morning for this broadcast, this live feed. We love you. If you need anything, please, please, please don't hesitate to call us. But yeah, Connie's going to bring that offering prayer up. We're going to say it. I want you to say it right there in your living room in your pajamas with your puppy dogs and kitty cats. But we're going to believe God. He's going to continue to bless his people. God, we thank you for the fountain of life, worship center. We thank you that we are a growing church. We thank you that we are a united church. We thank you that we are a fruitful church. We thank you that this is a place you are blessing. As we give our tithe and offering, we are believing you for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, settlements, estates and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, debts destroyed. 
thankful that we have this opportunity to give. We ask for your peace and joy to invade our circumstances. We speak divine protection and good health over us. We ask for provision spiritually, emotionally, physically, and financially. We speak victory over our church, ourselves, our family, and our community. And we say amen, amen, amen. We love you. Worship with this praise team one last time.
Thanks for listening with us today. We hope that you have been challenged, inspired, or God has changed you somehow or in some way by what you have heard. If you would like to learn more about Fountain of Life Worship Center, find us at our website at folwc.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash folwc, or in person. If you have a prayer request that you would like us to join in praying with you, please head to our prayer page at folwc.com slash prayer and click the image that reads prayer request. If you'd like to support this ministry, you can go to our website, folwc.com, and click give at the top of the page. Join us every Thursday for a new podcast. Hit subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to keep up with our most recent podcast episode. Have a great day, and God bless you all.